1: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day and welcome to the COB for this Monday. I'm Andrew Gagan. And I'm David Scott and uh, great to be here, Andrew. And uh, One day to Australia.
0: Why? Why? It's a very odd week, isn't it, really? Because we've just started the week, we're about to finish the week at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, Australia Day tomorrow.
1: It feels a bit like a Friday, but not. It feels like, you know, kind of like, yeah, I feel like I have a couple of drinks and I relax and like, you no, know, enjoy, enjoy. Then all of a sudden, like you're back at work you know, a day later. So it's like, kind of like, yeah, a weird feeling. I think a lot of Australians have just decided to go and just eliminate any risk of that just decide to go and just have an extended long weekend. Uh, certainly there was no traffic on the roads this morning coming into work.
0: Yeah, let's call it a Saturday kind of Monday. <laughs> well all right, so um, that obviously a Affected volumes today, yeah. uh, so people taking the chance to have that four day weekend.
1: Yeah, look, uh, the market drifted high, which typically isn't is, is the case when you're seeing these low volume days, but uh, there's no real rhyme or reason. But of course, we have some massive events arriving later in the week, so a little bit of caution maybe uh, ahead of what uh, the inflation also some key earnings reports from the states.
0: Yeah, so we are uh, the ASX 200 edging up uh, 0.26 of a percent, so positive. Uh, that's a, a effectively uh, mirrored what was going on across Asia today. And uh, just in terms of sectors, yeah, financials are making some decent gains today. The materials sector mixed, uh, the big miners uh, performing well uh, certainly, Fortescue up significantly, whereas uh, a drop in oil prices hitting energy stocks.
1: Yeah, look, uh, a bit of a mixed performance across the resources, in particular, G- gold was hit hard as well, uh, affecting a bit of a pullback in gold prices. But uh, yeah, energy, a lot of those are uh, concerns about, uh, you know, the outlook for demand, you know, renewed lockdowns, potential for like you no know, even tighter lockdowns despite the rollout of the vaccine. Uh, so you can see a lot of, I uh, know, trepidation as to what ex- might happen in that space, and uh, and by by uh, you know, byproduct of that is that. Uh, bond yields have, of course, now come back a little bit. And that's obviously helping that stay-at-home stock thematic and, uh, and those tech stocks in particular.
0: Yeah, one of those stocks affected today, uh, energy stocks, Ampol, are down 4.81%. We'll get to that in just a moment. And, but as far as the positives are concerned, map up over 5.5%. Yep. So, Scotty, um, another issue today that we discussed was what's going on in Japan, certainly as far as the Olympics are concerned. Mm. Are they on? Are they off? how that's going to affect the economy. Uh, but more broadly, what are we thinking on Japan?
1: Yeah, it's an uh, interesting one, because uh, there are a lot of uh, optimism about uh, the Japanese stock market at the moment, particularly because it's got a very big uh, value uh, mixed to it, also very exposed to the global economy, very cyclical with its trade exposed sectors. But uh, obviously, like any other part of the world, uh, Consumption is a major part of, uh, of what their economic mix is, and there's a lot of optimism that potentially all these people flocking to Japan to go watch the Olympics would go and provide a boost, but right now that looks few and far between. And of course, uh, when you hear rumours about uh, you know, the Games being scuppered and uh, potentially cancelled altogether, it's, uh, it's not to say that it will happen, but usually where there's smoke, there's fire. So I know there's been official pushback, including from PM Sugar. But uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it's actually necessarily the case. So I gather we'll probably find out in the uh, the coming weeks because we've, and literally we've got to make a decision at some point fairly soon whether they go ahead or not. Yeah, because
0: the logistics involved there are absolutely staggering, just as far as getting uh, not just the athletes and the officials there, but of course uh, they would hope. To get spectators to make it financially viable. Yes, Scotty. Of course, we're in the midst of uh, reporting season in the U.S. and it's fast approaching here in Australia at the same time. So we took the opportunity today of taking a look at a you know a couple of companies that uh, Luke Larrative from uh, Seneca Financial uh, likes. Uh, no surprise really. He's looking at some of the online retailers.
1: Real hot space, isn't it? In fact, I was helping them out over the week and I won't disclose which ones, but <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was doing a bit of the online shopping myself. So it is a very easy way to go and do things nowadays and when you have you know, the trust in the other uh, retailer. Uh, and get used to doing it, of course, those tailwinds are pretty strong. The one key thing, we keep talking about this on this program a lot, is uh, whether what uh, we've seen over the past nine or ten months or so can be replicated longer term. Uh, when you've got the opportunity maybe to go fly to Japan and watch the Olympic Games or go overseas or spend our money on services and experiences, uh, whether those tailwinds continue. But for the time being, it is, uh, is understandable why there's so much optimism there.
0: Yeah, well, Luke's liking my deal. I guess you can throw into that group. Obviously, we've seen uh, you know, Temple and webster and the Kogans mm. and the like, how well they've done this year. And uh, just uh, you know, related to that, he's, uh, he's also thinking super retail groups in a really good space at the moment at the same time. And we can't avoid it. Buy now, pay later. Uh, he's liking Zip. Uh, of course, we saw you know, n- more appreciative gains today as far as uh, that space is concerned.
1: Yeah, look, the buy now, pay later space is, uh, is akin to our FANGs or FANG matter, you know what i going to say, in the United States. A lot of optimism there, obviously disruptive, uh, no powers that uh, no possessed there, but no longer term picture is still a little bit unclear, but a lot of optimism once again towards that sector for the time being.
0: Scotty, when we're thinking about investing in a company, we obviously look at the leadership, how well the company is run. But do you consider whether the person running that company
1: is the founder. Does that make a difference? Uh, I suppose as a spokesperson and having a clear direction as to where you would like the, uh, the company to go uh, in the future, uh, absolutely. But uh, whether that's the best uh, approach for shareholder returns and value uh, is probably still up in the air. Why, it sounds like you've got a bit of uh, insight into that.
0: Yeah, well, having spoken to Chad Knights today from Duro Capital, he said it makes a huge difference. In fact, they've done some analysis Uh, used by, uh, from Bain & Company, in fact, of S&P 500 firms uh, just over the the past uh, 20 years or so and just found that that, uh, that founder-led companies outperformed their uh, professionally managed peers by more than three times.
1: Wow. I wonder if that's the Tesla effect just in itself, given (laughs) given the scale of the uh, increase in those shares.
0: (laughs) Well, he did mention Tesla. That's obviously the first one that comes to mind just as far as Elon Musk. But uh, look, he is an outlier given I mean, he's pretty radical, isn't he? But
1: look, yeah. what the company is today. Yeah, absolutely. We can't. You can't argue for a shareholder and a long-term shareholder at that.
0: All right. Well, uh, in not an unrelated uh, space, uh, takes uh, fuel to run a motor car. Although he's obviously talking electricity. Let's go back old school and uh, the old economy. As far as petrol is concerned, of course, uh, Ampol. That's what it deals in, and that is our stock of the day. Uh, interesting one there. Uh, Scuddy of course, was uh, used to be Caltex.
1: Yeah, uh, announced uh, no, his buyback and uh, how it'll be treated by the tax office. A lot of know uh, nuances there sort of get uh, no, get clarity on. But uh, certainly, shareholders today didn't uh, like the reaction. It was actually, I think, the worst performer on the uh, XJO and the X2C today.
0: Yeah, indeed. In fact, we got uh, Koshi and his guest James Rosenberg from EL and CU Badu and Conrad Song from Macro Capital took a look at uh, Ampol, Here's what they think. As an investment, it's not one that I really like. The earnings are so volatile, mainly because of refining margins. Yeah. Um, they're on paper thin margins for the business. It's just, and it's hardly a bargain. So right. I'm not negative on it. I'm just, yeah. it's just not a company that really. Uh, Pops up on my radar. It's very uh, leveraged to the economy yeah. and um, with more people returning to work, the demand for fuel increases. Yeah, you know, There's some positives there, but it's just not a business that has the predictability of earnings mm-hmm. that um, that okay. I like to see. We did see a slight pullback in the share price. That's more so the difference between the tax market value and the share price yeah. at the time. So investors yeah. really, I think, if you take a look at an announcement they came out with, on their earnings, obviously the, the whole oil industry uh, has been heavily impacted by COVID. But if you sort of take a look at uh, Ample specifically, um, I mean, they beat uh, earnings by 20 million, um, still a loss at 145 million. So mm. it's, again, it's just a systematic risk that the oil industry is facing. Um, but again, so, I guess to sort of agree um, as well, I, I think it's just not a buy, it's not a sell, it's just a hold really. Um, and um, but yeah, the, the oversubscription is a good sign. So, Ampol it's a hole but Scuddy, it's not going in the portfolio.
1: Yep, Uh, no, no ALD love today. (laughs) All right, okay. So, what can we
0: look forward to? Well, tomorrow, of course, we can look forward to a day off because in Australia, it's Australia Day.
1: Yeah, so it's the uh, is this the Sunday, which is really a Tuesday?
0: Yeah, no, you're confusing me again. All right, what else? Uh, The uh, ECB president uh, Christine Lagarde, she'll uh, have a bit of a chat, so we might get some idea of what's going on there as far as their thinking is concerned. Uh, Now, U.S. consumer confidence, that's also
1: coming up. Yeah, look, uh, that's that's going to be a reasonably big one. The real big ones arrived though on Wednesday and Thursday. We've got uh, you know, big earnings results from Apple and Tesla. We talked about Tesla earlier in the program. Yep. And also the Federal Reserve will go and host its first meeting of the year. Obviously, not a lot of changes expected from policy, but uh, any nuances in the language will be closely watched. So uh, as the week progresses, the big events will become thick and fast. All right, lots to look forward
0: to. Tomorrow, i got James Gerrish from Portfolio Management Shore and Partners. He'll take a look at uh, some of his... Picks, and uh, also uh, Catherine Jung, Investment Director at Fidelity International. And uh, on the call, we'll have Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, and Andrew Wyland from DP Wealth Advisory. So, Scotty, not a bad day,
1: but uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Barbecue? Oh, I'll probably have a barbecue, probably crack a cup of beer or two. The weather's going to be really hot here in Sydney, so I'll undoubtedly, probably try and get some exercising, a bit of sunlight, uh, everything else. What do you got planned?
0: Yeah, much the same. Might have a hit of tennis, so the weather's looking
1: pretty good, actually. In fact,
0: it's looking scorching, as you'd expect, on Australia Day.
1: Maybe how that Australian Open's looking at the moment. Maybe if you're going to play some tennis, you (laughs) might get a
0: run in the draw. That's right. At least I'm COVID-free and out of quarantine. (laughs) Scotty, uh, great to have a chat. Of course, we'll be back Wednesday. Everyone, enjoy your day tomorrow. Thanks for listening.